All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Creative Maestro, and I have the humble privilege of being joined by a fellow maestro, a photographer, a visual stimulating artist, Brother Blacks. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. So uh, Chloe and I just finished a wonderful photo shoot session with Blacks, and he... I mean, his work is remarkable. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we chose to work with him. If we're going to shout out his IGs as well. We're going to put his handles underneath in the lower third right here. But Black's eye and his attention to detail and the ability to understand where the lighting is coming from. And again, it might sound simple. It'll be like, oh, yeah, he's a photographer. He knows. But there's a way that you do it. And you're, you, you, you're, your fingerprint is on every single photo. So I guess my first question is, when did you realize that you had an affinity for the visual arts? Um, I want to say I started my creative journey photography-wise maybe four years ago. Wow. Um, I was going to L.A., and uh, I just wanted to capture the essence of pretty much everything that I was going to do. So I bought a camera. It was like a Nikon D3200. And then I did that. I wasn't really satisfied with what I had, you know. I was looking on Instagram and I was seeing all these photographers like create all these crazy images and I was like, nah, I want to do that. Yeah. So I had to upgrade my gear. Um, my creative fingerprint, I don't, I don't really know when that came along. It just kind of evolved into what it is now. Like it, it really took on a life of its own and I'm, I'm surprised at myself sometimes. Like I would, edit a photo and I'm just like damn I did that like, <laughs> yeah but, you know it's, it just comes and goes like I said earlier like sometimes it, it, it's really a struggle to get what I want but mm. I can know I could turn it into something that that can last and for about four years now I've been creating pretty pretty good art and I'm proud of myself um, like it's it's been a great journey I'm not even gonna lie about that Absolutely, and it's led you to some amazing places, some of which being Toronto, Milan, Paris, Brussels, I believe, as well. Brussels, I went to Switzerland, oh. London, been everywhere. Um, and there's still like a great amount of places I want to go to. Um, I want to hit Africa soon. Mm, mm-hmm. But um, Toronto, Toronto and Paris are probably like my two main uh, Hubs? Yeah, where I can really just get into my element and just create some great things because Toronto's people, the people there, they just all love to create. They, I love the vibes there. The vibes are beautiful in Toronto. And Paris, it just makes... Paris, the people aren't there, but just being in Paris is something that like just makes me want to level up. And the art that comes from Paris is just it's amazing to me. Absolutely. It's a very captivating an inspiring place and I feel like a lot of artists usually find their their uh, home in Paris at times which is amazing so as a photographer what's the first thing you look to do when starting a new project um the first thing I look to do is um it depends on really the project that I want to do if it's more like city vibes I'm gonna go for lighting mm. so lighting to me is probably the most important aspect of what I do mm-hmm. um, if it's cloudy if it's sunny out it doesn't really matter it's just how can I manipulate the light to tell a story right and that that to me is the probably the most important part of what I do creatively um, and then second wise it's 
the people, of course. You need to have talent. Mm-hmm. The talent that you work with, um, communication is key. Like when they tell you they're not comfortable or they're not in a position that makes them feel good, like they need to communicate that. And, you know, like n- nobody's perfect. Nobody wants to, you know, step on anybody's toes. But mm-hmm. you can't make yourself small to make someone else comfortable. Exactly. So if you're not feeling good, you got to tell that and communicate that. And, you know, we'll work around it. We'll make that, we'll make it beautiful. Thousand percent. And a lot of your work is beautiful, sir. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Thank you. And I think one of the most impressive things for me is watching your vlogs on your YouTube channel when you were going to Milan and Paris and Toronto and you had the GoPro Hero 7. I actually have a Hero 6 as well, but I only use it for like underwater. So it was pretty cool to see you using it as a vlog camera. But then you were also vlogging with it while also taking photos of models. I was like, what? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I got the camera in one hand, I'm holding it like this, and I got the GoPro on the stick, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, gotta make it work. Um, but yeah, the GoPro, I, I love GoPro. I, I do wanna start taking video with more video cameras more, mm-hmm. you know take it and make it more cinematic in a way um but i love the feel that the gopro has it's a little more natural it's a little more uh like real life but it's a great experience to have absolutely so what would be on your horizon for a more of a like a filmmaking camera like are we talking like the red uh, I don't really know. I never really looked into that. Really. Mm. I'm, right now, it's all photography for me. Um, Committing to that master guy. I appreciate yeah, I that. Need, I, need, I need that sponsorship. <laughs> like, uh, you hear me? I need that. I need that sponsorship. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, right now, photography is probably like my main focus. And as I progress and I feel like I can take videography into the next realm. Um, because for me, it's all about the software. Mm. If I have a software that I can edit with and, and do that, then I'll be able to do that. But right now, I haven't really like researched enough into videography to to dip my foot into it that much. Everything I did with the GoPro was all from the iPhone, so it's just straight iPhone, YouTube, finished GoPro app. Absolutely, yeah. that's dope. And what I appreciate the most about Blacks is that he's self-taught and committed to that mastery. So I was just curious, along your journey, did you have any mentors point you in certain directions? Like, oh, you might want to think about trying it this way. Um, it, It's hard to say that if I had mentors. I have to, like, really pick and, like, take little tidbits of the people I, like, on my creative journey that comes along. Um, so, like, if there's photographers when I go to Toronto and, like, we're shooting together and they're like, oh, man, I, I put my sharpness at, like, 125. And I'm like, damn. Let me see how that does in my photos. And that's one of the things, like, that really took my photography, my editing to the next level, was just taking little pieces of what other photographers, like, they do. And um, mentor-wise, uh, I'm my own mentor. There you I, go. It, it's, it just has to go that way. I learn best from myself. So... When working with other brands, what type of brands would you want to collaborate with that really inspire you to tap in that tap into that creative bag of yours? Um, the brands that I collaborate with that that give me the creative freedom to tell 
a story. Mm-hmm. It could be any story. I, I know I worked with a brand in um, Toronto. It's called Polar Piece. And they really just gave me a big box of clothing. And, like, you can pick your models. You can do whatever you want to, want to do with it. And they just let me run wild with the creativeness. And they loved it. And it, was, it made me feel great because that was the first brand I ever worked with. And they were just like, we love your work. We're going to send you a box. Send me a box. I took two models out. It was snowing that day. No way. We had smoke grenades and um, it was snowing. We had smoke grenades and we just went wild with it. And they they loved it. Um, um, I worked with Express as well. Express oh, Men's, okay. Um, Express Men's Transport. Um, they they they're more the brands that know what they want, and I have no problem creating you know what other people want, but. I feel best when I can tell a story for someone else. Right. And that's where, you know, where Blacks really comes into play, where it's just like, all right, I can start this from start to finish, and it's all mine. But it's, you know, it's yours too. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And for those who are aspiring photographers, could you let them know how important the art of storytelling is, especially with your lens? Um, Yeah, with, with the lens... Um, you want to tell a story that is cohesive. Mm. Um, not just different angles of people, but your environment. If you're shooting outside, take pictures of the scenery first before you get into taking pictures of the people. Um, taking pictures of like objects that are around you. Um, letting it flow chronologically as well. Like As your day goes on, elements might change. Make sure you it's cohesive in your storytelling. Um, and it'll come. Um, for me, I know it didn't really start until I upgraded my gear. Mm. Um, I was more focused on getting the person in focus. And once I was able to master getting the subject in focus, that's when I was able to branch out and just, okay, you know, I can get my person in focus. Let me get some other elements in the photo. Let me get um, a city shot real quick and just add that to the element and tell the story a little more. Absolutely, because it's so important to understand your surroundings and your settings, right? Because when we actually look at the art of storytelling, it's always important to lay out your setting first, right? Like in Shakespeare, we're in a Verona where we lay our scene type of thing. So it, I think it's very underestimated and undervalued how important the scenery is before you, like you said, you you add a subject in there. So it's very important. Exactly. Like if you have a model in a chair, take a picture of the chair first. Mm-hmm. Then put the model in it. Then you can have two, two uh, different photos and that'll just enhance your storytelling. Absolutely. It's kind of like you're adding layers on the story. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. So my question for you is, what have you learned through your YouTube journey? YouTube, wow. I learned that YouTube... Um, photography and youtube are like two completely different worlds Mm -hmm. because for youtube i feel like there's there's a certain checkout point where someone just check just doesn't want to watch a video anymore right where it's like three minutes five minutes or whatever but a photography a person can look at that photo and interpret that any way they want with videos your story is whatever it is with photography your story is whatever the person wants it to be. And that, to me, is something that I've learned 
And that does enhance your, your photography skills as well. When you're like telling your story on YouTube and you're like, well, damn, let me take a picture of that so I can tell that story as well. So make sure what it looks like. Because on my YouTube videos as well, I do have like images like edited and they're zoomed out, they're zoomed in. And I'm not just, you know, showing how to take the picture. I'm actually showing the picture in the video. And that to me like sets it apart a little bit. Absolutely. I think it's a very powerful tool in terms of, you know, filmmaking and cinematography because you're you're adding a different element. And to me, it's something that people don't expect to see, especially on YouTube. Right. So like you said, it definitely makes you stand out as well as your thumbnails, which I love as well. <laughs> <laughs> so what actually inspired you to get in front of the lens since as a photographer, usually you're behind the lens. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm cute. I'm pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, you heard? <laughs> but um, actually, I, I started out like uh, I'm just doing style, like, mm. style photos for Instagram. Instagram was really like what started the creative journey modeling. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, I got nice fit on. I got, you know, March. I was on. Let me take a picture and pose a little bit. And then once I started to realize, like, I actually liked posing mm. someone better than being posed, like that, it just snowballed from there. Um, and that really helps as well. Like, when you're able to tell someone what you want, like, oh, pose like this, and you, you're able to, like, give them the exact essence of what you want in that photo, it can really help the talent that you're working with. Absolutely. And I feel like it's so underrated, the guidance and essentially like being a director as a mm -hmm. photographer, because it's a lot easier for your subject to be like, oh, this is exactly what you want. And like you said, when you combine that with proper talent like models right. and then they know exactly what you want, as opposed to being like, oh, I'm not sure what he wants. Tell me what to do. Like, I think it's, it's I think it's very helpful. But the talent too, the talent that works best as well is a talent that is secure in their angles as well. Mm. So all the models out there that know their angles and they just, there's some shoots where I'll just pull up, nobody will say a word and we'll just start shooting and it'll all be natural. It'll all flow. I wouldn't have to pose. I wouldn't have to say, oh, put your head down a little bit. Like they do it before I even like, and it, it's really magical in a way like it's, it flows like water and sometimes I like I'm in awe of some models that I've worked with that you know just put me in a space where I don't really have to do much and it makes my job easier right I mean, yeah it definitely makes it flow and then for you have you ever gone outside of your comfort zone as a photographer to create some art that you were like wow i didn't think i'd be able to do it because going into it i was like nah that's not really for me but then you were like wait a minute let me let me try it out i'm always like trying to push myself uh, outside of my comfort zone um there's always situations where i'm like oh there's a train coming like let's hop in front of this train real quick <laughs> whoa <laughs> what <laughs> or like traffic or like you know let's let's go play in traffic in the middle of traffic like we'll be in the middle of Times square like taxis coming on both sides and i'm like i need that shot let's oh. bang it out real quick right click 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 and like everybody's scared but like they did <laughs> and like it's it's really beautiful when you're like pushing yourself to to grow and it, 
it really goes, shows into your next work where it's just like, I did this last time. I have no problem doing this this time. So everything is just a growing process. I feel like I'm not going to hinder myself where it's like, oh, well, someone's there. I can't really take that shot right now or like a car's coming or something like that. Like that'll add to the element. Absolutely. And I feel like whenever you push yourself past your, you know, through your comfort zone, that's usually when that art takes that next step. Like, oh, wow. And I think it's always a joy to see to see people and watch people and observe and appreciate their art once they take that journey. Like to me, it's very captivating. It is. It is like it's magic. So. When you think about creating something new, like something that no one else has seen before, something that you've never done before, is that a daunting task? Or are you like excited? Like, oh, let's let's get started. I start. I started with layers. Mm-hmm. So I would. Um, I have a concept coming up. I'm not going to say anything. Oh. Um, I have a concept coming up. And what I did was I would look on Instagram to see if anything similar was done. Uh. And then if there wasn't, I would watch a movie where I got the inspiration from. Right. Take that whole scenery, add my element to it, Mm -hmm. and then make that go to work. And then we'll go back on Instagram to see if anybody did it again. And then... Um, usually it involves like props and, and or um, outfits and things like that, and we'll, we'll order it um, periodically. Maybe I order the top two days before I order a ski mask or some or a sword or whatever I would need. And as I'm ordering these things, different ideas come to play, different visions. Um, there'll be so many visions where I had that started out one way and they'll end up completely different just because the way that my mind works creatively is just like, all right, I have what I need in my hand. All of a sudden I like have different visions and mm. it just has to flow that way. Um, it, it's not really daunting. I don't want to say it's daunting. It, it In my head, it's just like, I know that what I want isn't going to be what I come out with, but it's going to be different. Right. I think that's a wonderful approach. And guys, uh, Blacks is giving away a lot of game here. So <laughs> definitely write that down in the notepad because that's a wonderful way to go about doing it. And for you as a photographer, right, do you have any advice for any amateur photographers to take like kind of where you started, take their Instagram photos to that next level? You got to just keep shooting. Mm. Um, For me, I was very discouraged when I started out. Really? Um, Like, there's a little creative hub where I'm from, Redding, Pennsylvania. Shout out. (laughs) And most of the photographers there started out before I did. But um, when I started out, I was looking at their photos, and I'm like, dang, these dudes like, going hard. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get to that point. And I stopped for a little bit. And that was before I bought the next camera. Mm. Um, and it's not about gear. Like, you don't have to have the best gear to take a great photo. You just have to have that eye. Develop your eye first mm. before mm-hmm. you think you can spend $1,000 on the next camera because you're just going to get uninspired when you're not getting the images that you want from that equipment. Um, the equipment doesn't make the artist at all. Mm-hmm. Like, 
with me now. I feel like if somebody stole my camera, God forbid, and I had to go back to a little entry-level camera, I could still take amazing images just because that eye has developed and the way my editing style, as well, editing style, you have to find your style. Find something, like, watch a lot of movies, cinematic movies. Um, play with every edit that you can. See what you like, see what you love, see what you don't like, and just grow your eye from there. And those things right there, like, once you have your, your editing style, you, your, the way that you want to shoot, whether it's just you play with light or you play with people or you like street photography or you just just find your niche stick to it and just let it grow from there let it take a mind of its own you'll you'll be surprised where you go absolutely commit to that mastery right commit to it 100 percent. and then for you what type of editing software do you prefer are we talking lightroom photoshop i only use lightroom mm. um, just lightroom uh Photoshop, I've never used. I do have Photoshop. I've never used it. Um, everything I've done is always straight through Lightroom. Wow. I actually myself need to get into Lightroom more. I've only used Photoshop because I'm on the, uh, let's say, the extreme amateur side of what you're doing. Yeah. So I got to I gotta try Lightroom and see what's up with that. Yeah, Lightroom is dope. I love Lightroom. Um, it's not really for, I don't, I'm not really a retoucher. And mm. Like I like to have like natural elements. Like I'll I'll take a pimple out or two, but I'm not gonna like give you abs. Like, <laughs> right? But, you know, Lightroom it, it, it and it plays into what I what I like to do is just capturing the essence of real life. Like, mm. I'm not manipulating anything. I'm just making it mine. I mean, I think that's very important. You got to be very authentic with your artwork, and I feel like a lot of people lose that because they'll do what you did and research other people and just try to carbon copy those other people as opposed to trying to define themselves there's no problem taking bits and pieces from your favorite artists and making Mm -hmm. it yours but if you're a carbon copy of your favorite artists then you're just whoever they are (laughs) 2.0 that's it you gotta have your own signature in anything you do Mm -hmm. thousand percent and then one of the things that I was curious about, do you have a favorite story from Toronto and or Paris? And you were like, oh, man, I'm, I'm out here international being a photographer. All right. So me, when I went to Paris, the most recent time I went to Paris, we went for a month. Oh. With our jobs. It was me and my friend. Um, he's supposed to be here. Johnny, shout out. Um, we quit our jobs. Only had like $1,000 each. We went to Paris. And, and that's Euros, too. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you transferring everything. By the end of that month, we were so broke. Um, we did have, like, shoots and stuff like that did pay our way. But we had to walk from, well, we took the train to some small town, Beauvoir, Beauvais, Paris, um, Beauvais, France. Our flight to Milan was from Beauvais Airport. And we had to fly to Milan. We didn't know the airport was four miles from the town. We had to walk midnight, dark. I had big duffel bag, camera, book bag, everything on me. Four mile walk. Took us like two and a half hours. Rain, like horrible, horrible, horrible. But like thinking back on it, like we wouldn't have done it any other way. And 
in Milan as well too. Like we were still broke. I had to, I had a wedding booking in Toronto. I had to leave Milan early. I didn't have any money. I had like twenty dollars. Like real, like real struggle meal type. Oh snap! My duffel bag was ten kilograms over, and they were like. Um, it's gonna be a hundred and fifty. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm sitting there in the in the airport, taking clothes out of my bag, throwing it out. Oh no! Trying not to cry. Five of the air, five of the airline people standing there laughing at me. Everybody. What? Horrible. <laughs> but like it, it humbled me in a way because like it made me think about what was important. Because mm. I wasn't going home. I was going to shoot a wedding and all I was thinking about was just getting on that plane. I didn't care what I had to throw out. Honestly, I needed to get to that wedding to do what I needed to do. And that really like switched something in my head where it's just like, I could be broke. I could have no clothes. As long as I got my camera, I know, I know I will be okay because like the opportunities that it's brought me, I can't replace that with anything material. And got on that flight, half a duffel bag of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, made it to the wedding. And it was great. Um, did what I had to do. Lived to tell the tale. Absolutely. That's a beautiful story. And guys, you hear the priorities, right? He kept the camera gear. The clothes, the clothes can go. <laughs> My bag was filled with camera gear, too. I was not throwing any of it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then one aspect that I haven't heard of until collaborating with you, and I'm so insanely curious to discover, is what is the purpose of an assistant photographer and how do you guys collaborate to make amazing artwork? So I would say like with me and like Ajani, we bounce ideas off of each other so much. Whereas mm -hmm. like it's kind of like the getting your materials for a shoot as well. He would just suggest something like, oh, sit down. And all of a sudden that opens up my mind where it's like, oh, snap, okay, this and that. And then I would say something like, boom, like, and then he'll be like, oh, well, we can try this. Mm. Or it's, it's, more, it's more complex than just like holding a, a reflector up or holding another camera or him taking his own photos. It's, we're really bouncing ideas off of each other to make these stories work. And, like, there'll be times where me and him, we're just in our own zones, just vibing, and the model's just, like, her head spinning. Or the head <laughs> spinning. It's just like, all right, do this. All right, bro, you good? You got your shot? All right, bet. I just got an idea. Click, 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 click. Hold on, hold on, bro. I just got an idea. Click, 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 click. All right, all right, bet. I got this idea. And then, like, by the end of it, everybody's, like, just feeling great because it's really a collaborative effort. And I feel like I create better when he's around. But I mean, I can do my own thing, but like, mm -hmm. it's always best to create with someone that knows what they're doing as well. And it just makes your work so much better as that element to it, where it's just like, because everybody has their own signature, their own eye, whether you're starting out or not. And when you look at an image, everybody interprets that differently. Right. So we, me and him, we, we have the same cameras. And if you would look at our work, Two completely different people. I love that. And it just works that way.
Absolutely. And I appreciate that that teamwork and collaboration. And it kind of reminded me of you and Chloe working together. So I feel like Chloe today was the assistant photographer <laughs> with her suggestions. Boy, I was like, okay. He's like, move this off. <laughs> Absolutely. And I also appreciate you being open minded because a lot of, you know, sometimes creative people are very, rigid let's say, absolutely like a very, like you said, rigid or very Kanye about what they want. Like, I'm going to be maniacal. No, it's only going to go this way. And that's it. Like, you we were very open to different suggestions. And like you said, it opened up your imagination, which was even cooler. Because I, I look at it like I'm still learning. Mm. Photography is not something that I will ever know everything about and and whether you shoot or not if you think there's a way that i can make my image better i'm all ears Mm -hmm. ears. i might not do it but i'm gonna listen like and that just adds another element to where i want to go where i feel like my art is just always going to be improving because i i can like there's always someone that i can learn from Mm -hmm. It'll just go from there. And to me, that's the best approach for anything. Like like you said, this path of mastery that you're on, you will never, you know, progress if you don't have that, let's say, apprentice mindset. I think that's very important, very healthy. And you'll, I think your learning curve would be a lot steeper when you take that approach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you have any advice for any young aspiring photographers who are, let's say, not as confident in their work now and they might need that little push to take action and bet on themselves i would say go to a different city Mm. and just do street photography and just work on your eye through there um for me new york city was one of the biggest places where i developed my eye Mm. and then once i mastered not really mastered new york but like i got tired of it in a way that's when i was like oh snap like i could go to baltimore philly I can go to D.C. D.C. is right there. And it turned into Toronto, turned into Paris, turned into Italy and stuff like that. And L.A. And it, it really just took a mind of its own. So just get out of get out of if you feel stagnant, you can just step out of the box that you put yourself in. Like it's, the box is imaginary. It's always imaginary. You can go take the bus anywhere. Absolutely. Usually the box is a mental constraint. You know created from society so don't you know put yourself in a box don't put yourself in a creative prison let your creativity flow let it out the box thousand percent and could you let everyone know where to find you your website your handles and and other social media Uh, my website is eye of blacks e-y-e-o-f-b-l-a-x-z dot com um instagram twitter uh, facebook blacks alexander YouTube, Blacks Alexander as well. Um, I'm also on nothing else. <laughs> Have you ever thought about getting on TikTok? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, once again, Blacks, we appreciate collaborating with you today. Today was awesome. Can't wait to see the photos. And thank you once again for sharing your insight and your wisdom with everyone out there. So thank you once again. Thanks for having me. All right. Peace. Peace.